Welcome to Glio and Peaklies. We are here to feed you some of life's savory topics while still keeping it real, spicy, and juicy. Join us every other week to hear what we're serving. Welcome to episode two of Grillo and Peekly's. Welcome back, y'all. This is your girl, Jane. And this is your girl, Dee. Got a really good episode for y'all today. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking your faithfuls. So Adina, let's flash back to 2005 when we were first introduced by Jay Nista. Okay. Now, I had never met any of Jay Nista's high school friends before so I didn't really have anything to compare but I will say my first impression of you all right so my first impression of you was about your hair I really thought wow this girl's got some pretty hair because back then we were still relaxing our hair so you had that long silky relaxed hair where you can just shake it and no stiffness (laughs) stiff wear right but anyway no for real for real so my first impression of you was that you are a real chill and laid-back girl and I thought wow she's really cool and I honestly felt like I had already known you that first day where we were introduced um and you know over the years that has remained true. You are real chill and laid back. And one of my funniest friends. So now, let me hear what your first impression of me was, girl. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, thank you, sis. Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> I was in, you know, the doobie, the AKA rap out, you know. Um, so... Janitza is Jane's younger sister. Um, if you were inquiring, like, who the heck is Janitza? So Janitza and I met in high school, and she would always talk about, you know, her older sister. And she's like, yeah, I have a sister who's older. She's not that much older than me. Um, she's already, you know, at UCF, and she's been there for her first year. So, you know, she should be able to give us a head start. Um, she's pretty studious, and I was like, oh, okay, so a nerd. I was like, that's cool. I respect nerds. <laughs> you know, um, I got love for nerds, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd myself, so I'm expecting, you know, like this geeky, uh, nerdy sister, and then Jane comes out of her room, because her and Janitza are sharing, um, the, off-base apartment living space 
And I was like, she comes out the room and I was like, okay, definitely not a nerd. Um, she looks like pretty average, normal, you know, girl. Like I, I was like young woman. I don't, you know. And then I was like, she talks. I was like, oh, well, she might be a little shy, a little reserved. Cause she didn't really say much. Um, I was like very serious. Uh, and then she came out chopped it up for like one or two minutes and then she went back in the room and closed the door and I was like dang Janissa was in line when she said her sister was studious that girl hit the books ASAP no Rocky I was like (laughs) you were out in the living room for two minutes I was like you couldn't even spend the extra five minutes you know watch a tv show or something with us she was not playing any games and every time you know we came over to kind of hang and just chill out after class you know Jane would come out for like two three minutes and say hey what's up y'all she might even eat a sandwich or something with us and she was back in that room I was like boy I don't know what kind of scholarship she got but man this thing must be top dollar because she trying to keep that boy she is not playing I was like boy she do not have time for us at all I was like very sweet very pleasant you know but she is serious about them books but boy when you knew you was about to graduate oh my goodness boy <laughs> a whole yeah. thing came out I didn't know Jane could be so much fun Jane was like hey I know I'm about to graduate I'm about to get down with the get down boy she wanted to go out she wanted to have fun she was letting loose I was like wow I started to get concerned I was oh like, gosh! <laughs> I mean, it was fun times. I will agree that uh, my first two years of undergrad, yeah, two, yeah, first two, three. I, I may have started partying a little bit my junior year, my third year. Yeah, absolutely, did start to let loose my third year. So my first two years. Um, you're absolutely right. I was okay. First of all, let me backtrack. I am so happy to hear that your first impression of me was that I was a nerdy girl because at my age now, I'm like, yes, that is what I want. I want to be known as the studious, intellectual, intelligent young woman. <laughs> but um, I will agree that I was hitting the books hard because. I'm the type of person I have to really study <laughs> to uh-huh. pass a test. So, you know, there's folks out there, they can just quickly skim some notes and ace it. I was not that person. Um, I was always in my books because I did have scholarships to keep. My mama was not playing. Like I told you, you know, Haitian moms don't play. So um, I knew that I can't just, get to the point where I'm comfortable within these first two years of undergrad because I was too afraid of my mother (laughs) so I um, do remember I was not out in the living or the common area we called it for long when I first met you I just was like hey you know thought you was a cool chick and yeah I made that u-turn right back to the room just because I probably was studying or preparing for some things I had a lot going on 
But yes, girl, you are absolutely right. Um, once I got to year three and I could see a little bit of the light, so I said, all right, girl, now you could start, you know, letting loose. I did it backwards. I really did. Most undergrad students, they party hard the first two years. And then it's like, oh, shoot. Um, I better get hit the books because, you know, I'm not trying to be a seven year, you know, or eight year college student, which, hey, any of y'all, if that was you, no shade at all. Um, but like I said, them scholarships, they only give you about four years after that. They're like, you know, it's on your own. So I do think that undergrads tend to wake up at year three and start hitting the books hard, whereas I did the opposite year one and two I was sitting really hard and then I let my hair down but um yes Adina you've been in my life for a long time and you've seen a lot of uh you know my growth and development and we've shared some really cool and intimate moments ourselves so I remember back when we lived together and I thank you and Janitza your girl would have been out in these streets had you and Jay Nissa not said okay we'll move we'll move to a three-bedroom apartment for y'all because y'all had something real cool going on and you know back in uh the complex where y'all first lived at without without me you know it was a nice little apartment you know I remember that it was your first off-campus apartment so y'all had set it up you know with grown-up furniture and you know I was had all these you said what? I said somewhat. I was a little bit frugal. I wasn't ready to grow up quite yet with the dollars. Right. But we had been living in student housing where it was fully furnished. And I do recall that y'all had that apartment furnished and it was not uh, purchased by on-campus uh, uh, folks. But anyway, so I appreciate that my last year of grad school I was able to um, move in with y'all. We all rented a three-bedroom apartment. So um, there was that day where put I was to get something done in my room. And me and you, we chopping it up in the living room, you know, having a girl conversations. It's between me and you. Jay was not there. She was out and about. And... So this this was a memorable moment between me and you, but it is one of the funniest moments that I can recall um, in our the early development of our lifelong friendship that we have now. So me and you, we chopping it up and maintenance guys in the back, you know, attending to the work order that I put in. And I don't remember, so you can fill in the gaps why we started talking about this, but you were explaining to me about Kegel exercises and I was like what is that and you're you proceed to tell me what it is and um homeboy comes out of nowhere and he's like yeah yeah Kegel exercises and uh when I used to and we both of us we both looked at each other like dude and we bust out laughing and that was the funniest and memor- most memorable memory that I have that I shared with just you. And yes. um, very interesting conversation that we were having. But hey, we were in our 20s and we just were having some conversations. 
that was funny mostly because both of us forgot old boy was even in the apartment um I don't know how we forgot um because he was in eye within eyesight but we did we got really comfortable with our conversation and he just came out of nowhere and reminded us that he was there because he was very passionate about kegels I don't know why he was passionate (laughs) about but he was very passionate and I was like whoa what are you doing sir um but that that was that was definitely hilarious um when I say belly rolling on the floor yes belly rolling um good times for sure had a lot of good times a lot of good chats like that um I'm trying to think I've we've had a lot of good uh memorable moments but I I have two actually so I'm trying to pick between um which one um I think I'm gonna share this one because I my first impression of you was nerdy and this memory was the exact opposite of yeah I'm afraid to hear what you're gonna have to say let me (laughs) let me brace myself (laughs) I think uh, I don't know if it was the 21st birthday or 22nd. I can't remember which birthday. All I remember is, for whatever reason, you were making up for lo- lost time with all the <laughs> uh, moments that you spent away studying in your room. Uh, we went out to eat for your birthday. And you were just ordering the drinks, um, specifically Long Island iced teas. And um, you were like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And we kept saying like, hey, you know, you've been a lightweight. Uh, You you do know Long Island iced teas has about like four or five different alcoholic beverages up in that mug. You might want to slow down. And you was like, no, I got this. I can hold my liquid. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. If you say so. Uh, okay. I can't wait to see how this turned out. Yep. 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 So the islands keep coming. They just keep coming. And I was like, oh my goodness. Somebody please sip a little off the top for your girl. Please take a couple of sips for your girl. I was like, matter of fact, pass some down here so I could take me a little sip because I want to enjoy what's to come. <laughs> so everyone ate all their food. We started to dismiss. Jane tries to get up and she does a little oops-a-daisy and we was like, oh, the drinks is hitting they kicking in now mind you you know she's with friends and you know family we wouldn't let anything happen to jane but we are going to get our 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 laughs and giggles on as well because we've never seen this side of jane before so she's like wobbling you know she even missed the step over a curb and i was like oh man is she gonna make it to the car so we finally get Jane to the car and her sister Janitza wrote on the back of the car, the window, um, honk, it's my birthday. So at this point, we're driving on the highway to get her home. Um, she's in the front seat texting random people. And when I say random, it's just people not in our circle, but people she knows trying to figure out where the party is at. Um, 
And I don't know what she's saying in this text message, but whatever it is, I don't know if it's coherent enough. Well, these people were not texting back fast enough for her. So she was just on one. She was like, oh my gosh, it's lame tonight. Where the party at? Nobody responding. Um, so we just giggling in the back seat and we're laughing at her. And then somebody honked at us and they kept hunking at us and she was like oh who is that why they hunking at us and I was like uh because it says hunk it's my birthday and she was like oh because I was like I know they weren't being rude trying to tell us to speed up <laughs> and I was like nope they were definitely uh, acknowledging your birthday and following instructions and so <laughs> she gets over um, and the barrier, the, the walls on the uh, highway, um, and she has tinted windows in her car at the time. And Jane looks over and she was like, man, it's foggy outside. And I was like, nope, that's that's not fog, sis. That's the, um, <laughs> the, the barrier walls. Yep, definitely not um, the fog. Especially since, you know, your birthday is in September and um, <laughs> Florida doesn't really have a true fall. So it, it's not foggy. Sis. And she was like, oh, OK. And then she just went on to have more and more random conversation. We finally get home and she's like, man, nobody ever texts me back about that party. And so she decides she's going to take a nap. And hopefully by the time she wakes up from this nap, somebody would have texted her about the party. So that nap turned into actually like two hours. And she randomly wakes up after this two hour nap talking about, oh, y'all want to go to the party? And we're like, you was out sleep for at least <laughs> Ain't nobody going to this party. We already just got home. It was like nine o'clock when we finally got home. And I was like, we're not going to no party at like 12, you know, a.m. No, we're not doing that, especially because it, we're living in Orlando at the time. Clubs in Orlando close mad early. They close at like 2 a.m. By the time we all changed our clothes, well, I was like, we're not going to no party. Go, go back to sleep. And of course she did. She fell asleep on the couch because, you know, it, it was the liquor. It was the liquor talking, not Jane. But we had a good time. Lots of laughs. Yes. Wish I would have recorded it because no, she doesn't. No, no, no. Glad you didn't record it. Um, I, I, I vaguely remember and, you know, I'm sure that our... Um, listeners could definitely gather what was happening <laughs> that night hey you know what I'm going to be absolutely transparent on this podcast because the purpose of it is to just be able to give some deets some peekies um but also to be real you know that that yeah. is one of the major things that we want um for our listeners to get out of this yeah. is real uncut unfiltered uh stuff from us info and deeds from us now what i will say is um i was absolutely inebriated but i also mm -hmm. 
going back to what you were saying from my undergrad career, I had, I was not that person who drank before I turned 21. And so that was the more reserved part of me is I, you know, at the time I was an, a resident assistant. So I took, you know, that statement to be of age in order for me to drink to heart. Like I was like, I can't mess this up. I can't um, be an RA and get caught drinking underage and then go again going back to my mother her face flashing before my eyes so oh, yeah. I knew that you know hey I'm finally 21 and a lot of undergrads they party hard and drink well before 21 and yeah. so like I did not start truly drinking until 21 so I think I was like, hey, you know, I spent all my life really just doing everything by the books. And now that I'm officially of age, let me have some fun, mm-hmm. which I did lots, had lots and lots of fun, which that kind of goes back to um, the episode title of Your Faithful. So yes. we consider ourselves one another's faithfuls, and it does have to do with the um longevity of our friendship so yes. now it's time for some peekies yes. <laughs> we talked about you know the glio we gave the deets of you know our own uh experiences when we first met each other we had different impressions i see yes. <laughs> I see that my impression was very different from you and um but the fact that we are so different uh as as individuals you know your personality and my personality is very different my first impression of you was you're calm cool chill just like have a real you have a real good vibe to you and then you know with your first impression you thought wow you know initially she's nerdy and then as I you know, became more of, as I was becoming more of who I wanted to be, you saw a transition. Um, And you also, you know, were still there along for the the ride. So let's go ahead and dive into what does it mean to be a faithful, Adina? Okay. Um, I would definitely dive into that, but just a little bit of disclaimer. My impression of you did not change that much. You know, I still think you're studious and reserved, but you do know how to have fun when need be. So I just wanted to say kudos to you for finally <laughs> letting your hair loose, sis. You know, I was proud that you 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 lived your best life. So, but um faithful. So um Growing up, I always had a problem with, you know, the term best friend, because I felt like, what if you had, you know, a couple of best friends, or what if, you know, friends were, you know, good to you in certain areas, and maybe not good in certain other areas, so I was just like, I don't really like that term best because it has some like exclusionary type factors in there. So I never really liked best friends. So I was like, hmm, 
I started to reflect on my friendships in life and I was like, how would I describe my friendships? And I was like, you know, my friends have been faithful. Um, and I was like, so uh, with that being said, I think uh, faithful should be the term because it really just describes like loyalty um, the type of connection we have, you know, we've all gone our separate ways and we've all, you know, grown up and developed and become our own independent individuals. But at the same time, we still managed to maintain um, really tight knit friendships. So I was like faithful. That is the word, you know, and it really doesn't exclude anybody. Um, I think all of us have different kind of connections and relationships to each other so like you know Jane and Janitza are both my sisters but we have different relationships with each other you know um not to say one is better than the other it's just they're definitely definitely different um you can tell the difference um when we're together so that's how the term faithful was established and created and now we use it amongst the friend group so yes so that definitely was coined by you so those of y'all who decided you know my friend d is who initially came up with the term faithful run so, my um <laughs> run her money uh yeah so in your 20s um as we've been talking about how we became friends, our friendship really developed in our 20s. You know, we met when I was probably 19 and you were, I'm guessing, I don't know, 18, 17, who yeah. knows? But, yeah. yeah, you know, we met in our late teens and here we are in our 30s and we are still friends um, and have never had a falling out. So when you're building a friendship in your 20s, it's very important to, you know, look at people who are going to be your ride or die, as we talked about, you know, that term too. Um, and for example, the fact that, you know, you've mentioned D that when I was having a good old time on my 21st birthday party party or weekend that I had, and you started seeing a different side of me, you still was like, yo, that's Jane that's my friend that I'm always going to be there for, that did not turn you off. And so I think like in our 20s, when we're having these experiences with folks and we're not judging them, we're not questioning their you know, motives. And you also recognize like she's still true to who she is. Like you recognize, yes, I'm having a good time and I'm enjoying celebrating my birthday, but I wasn't becoming you know, someone that I'm not I'm becoming someone that you are so far removed from. Correct. So I would say that's definitely something that folks in their 20s are uh, seeking, you know, yeah. to, to, to be able to build that strong friendship group. It's people who aren't going to backstab you, um, people who aren't going to judge you. And all of a sudden, you know, because like, I had that experience in my 20s. I had people, you know, tell me, oh, well, you're changing or, oh, you know, you think you're holier than thou. I've had those statements 
verbatim, I'm saying them. And those folks aren't in my life anymore. <laughs> so um, the fact that I can still have those same experiences with you and we've had what, like, I mean, it's over 10, 15 years worth of friendship. Um, it says a lot. Yes. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, thinking back to my 20s, uh, most of the friends that I had were friends that I had established in high school. Um, some of those friendships kind of dwindled away because we went to different schools. Um, some of those friends stayed home and had, you know, other responsibilities. And so that kind of altered um, the friendships as well, because we were just on different paths in life and we couldn't really connect anymore. So I think um, connection really plays an important part in your 20s because you're still trying to find yourself. You're still trying to grow and develop. So if people are not, you know, similar similarities are very important um, during that time. Yes, you want to be open and, you know, have new and different experiences, but that connection is also very important. Um, I can't speak for other people, but it was very important for me. You know, I was looking for people who were kind of on the same path in life, you know, um, because I knew that was going to be important for my development and where I was trying to go. If you were, you know, trying to do something different than what I was doing, that might not have been um, the most beneficial to my progress, then, you know, I probably really wasn't rocking with you like that. Not so much you know, out of judgment or anything. It was just, I was determined to get where I was going and I didn't want anything to hinder me from that. So I pretty much stayed with the people that I knew would help me to, to get where I was going, you know, whether it was my career, whether it was, you know, my faith, um, you know, other relationships in life, uh, networking, those type of things. So, you know, I, pretty much stayed friends with those people who kind of had those similar qualities. Um, I think I only made like one or two friends that, you know, got added onto that faithful list, you know, lots of acquaintances, a lot of, um, you know, kind of superficial connections, but my faithful faithfuls, you know, they've been the same people I've been rocking with for the last 20 or so, so years. So. Absolutely. So I think that, um, you know, when forming friendships in our 20s, uh, whether it's obvious that we're doing this or it's intentional, uh, oftentimes going with what you said, you know, the connection that's made is valuable. However, your values are usually going to be the same. And so though me and you are very different, um, our values are, so we both value education, we value family, we value our faith, you know, we value friendship, um, we value loyalty, we value, uh, what else would I, what else would you add? Because those are things that you want to look for in a friendship, yes. uh, especially a faithful, you know, friendship that you want to have last so long um those are the things that you want to look for are there any other things that you would add to that we also respect our differences like you know um I don't think we've ever had an issue with the differences um 
you know, you and Janitza are a little bit more on the, you know, you like to get all dolled up, you know, stunt with the best of them on a good Friday, Saturday night. And I will show up to the club ASAP, no Rocky, in a pair of jeans and t-shirt. And I won't feel bad at all. (laughs) You won't. And, Um, you know, that is absolutely who you are. And we love you for that. And we never, like, because that's genuinely who you are, you know? So we never question, like, oh, why is B not, you know, whatever, um, attire that you chose to wear? Why is it different from, you know, getting dressed in a dress or skirt or whatever have you? Um, and so you're absolutely right. Like, respecting the differences. And and that's how you know your, your friend is... Uh, especially your faithfuls, um, their friendships of virtue when you can be different and you're not going to feel judged or looked down upon and that person respects you for who you are and in whatever decisions you choose to make in your there. Well seen. So you made, you know, the point about, um, you know, when you're, when you're in your twenties, the connection, and now we're in our thirties, how do you maintain that connection with your friends or your faithfuls? Okay. We'll stick to the term faithfuls, um, in your thirties. So for example, me and Adina, you know, now that we've had this long life friendship, where we're, we're, we're always going to be forever friends. However, we are in two different locations. If y'all did not know, yes. side note, we are recording virtually, okay? So if Surprise. you do hear some interference or you hear that the, the sound may not be as clear, please don't be too hard on us. We are recording in two different places, two different states. coronavirus has us definitely thinking way more outside the box and becoming more open to doing these virtual uh, sessions. So anyway, going back to um, when you are in your 30s, how do you maintain these friendships? So for example, like I was saying, myself, I'm over here in a in Texas and you are in Florida and um, on top of that you're married um, you're a newlywed and I'm uh, not (laughs) so um, and so it's interesting because oftentimes life changes like that relocation um, marriage um, having babies those tend to drift friendships apart but I feel like since you've been married like you've made and you've been very intentional with sustaining your friendships. And that's how me and you even came about starting this podcast is because we talked even more now. And um, again, that's how you know that your friendship is, you know, a friendship of virtue because no marriage, no babies, no, um, relocation no distance really should affect it drastically so how how else would you say um 
you would advise or the drop some gems or peak leaves for our yeah. listeners to maintain and manage the friendships in our 30s? I think um, you have to be intentional. Um, I can't speak for anyone else, but for myself, my friendships is what keeps um, me maintaining uh, a sense of individuality in my marriage. You know, um, I'm not one of these people and my spouse is not one of these people that we need to be attached to each other 24 seven. He has his life. I have my life, Um, you know, I know his friends. He knows my friends. Um, but we like to do our own things. And it's important for us to have those separate components of our lives so that, you know, we can keep the spice in the marriage. Because if you always together 24-7, you know, things get old really quickly. So I really rely on my friends um, for that, especially since I am living in little Alabama. And if you've ever been in the panhandle of Florida, you catch my drift. <laughs> um, you know, uh, things get a little little dry uh, up in the panhandle. So um, I rely on my friends. Uh, I live vicarious, vicariously through them for a lot of things. You know, Jane, she, she laughs about being single, but, you know, she gets to, you know, keep things popping, you know. So I I get to oh my- gosh <laughs> hey 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 about keeping things pop girl <laughs> hey hey better receive <laughs> better receive that so that's that's really it for me you just got to be intentional you know be aware of you know these people have been in your life before you know other other people and you want to make sure you make that time to to sustain those relationships if these people are truly important to you now if they're not important to you then you will show them by not trying to maintain those relationships so yes um so another way i would say that that um maintaining friendships in your 30s um is that is important is really sometimes you may have to be the one to assess your friendship and um one person might not be giving as much as the other person um and someone may have to call the other person out so depending on who is feeling the the drift or the you know feeling the difference I would say the shift that's the word I'm looking for feeling the shift in the relationship or the friendship um whoever is feeling that you might be the one to have to call your friend out and say um hey let's talk so calling your friends out does not mean confrontation um it just means that you care about the friendship enough where you don't want to lose that faithful member. Now, I will say you do have to be direct. Uh, you do have to um, let the person know your feelings, okay? Not, you know, what they did to cause the relationship to begin to shift or start to drift apart. Oftentimes, folks may not want to address this because it's a friendship and Sometimes um, people don't see friendships as 
just as important as your romantic relationship. And so if a if your husband, your, you know, wife, spouse, partner, whomever, um, were to want to have an important conversation about something in the relationship, you would want them to open up and be honest, right? But I think that in society, sometimes people don't receive that from their friends as well as they would with their romantic partner to say, okay, I'm listening and I'm hearing you. And so folks tend to not want to have those conversations with their friends. But I would urge you, if you have a faithful member in your friendship group and you notice that there's a shift, um, definitely call them out. And when I say call them out, it's not to make them feel bad or to, um, you know, tell them all the things that they're doing wrong in the friendship and, you know, what you're doing right. Just be intentional, as Adina had mentioned, um, with, with what your needs are for the friendship to continue to last long. Now, not every friendship will always remain the same because just like we talked about the major life changes that happen will cause for people to have a better balance. So what your friendships look like in your 20s with the same group of friends won't look exactly the same in your 30s. But if you don't want to lose those friendships, you do have to work harder in your 30s to maintain those friendships than you did in your than you did have to in your 20s. I agree. Now, um, I know for me, you know, having to relocate and not being physically with my friends, my faithfuls, because I have faithfuls where I'm like, y'all need to come move here. I love it here in, in Texas, but um, I want y'all to come. But unfortunately, you know, they all like where they at. And so I had to try to make new friends. Um, it's hard to make new friends in your 30s, you know, but because people are, they are ha- having their families, they're forming their they're small families, they're, you know, newlyweds, new moms. Um, and so oftentimes it's very difficult to even form friendships in your 30s because of the differences in uh, where we may be at in our lives. And so that's where, like, I would say it's so important to stick to your faithfuls because making friends in your 30s is a lot harder, I've seen or I've mm. experienced. Yeah, I, I don't know nothing about that because um, I'm not really looking for any new friends. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> um, I'm not going Drake on you. Uh, it's it's not so so much that I'm not looking for new friends. I'm just content with my faithfuls. You know, if I happen to build something authentic and organic, you know, with somebody new in my life, cool gravy. But am I looking? Am I being intentional about finding new friends? No, uh, I'm very much so satisfied. So I can't really add anything to that portion of the conversation. <laughs> well, I guess then that pretty much wraps up what your faithfuls means. And to kind of recap, remember your faithful friends are usually the members that you um, have been riding with since your 20s. And if you're listening and you are in your 20s and you haven't found that group of friends, please, 
Um, yes, definitely don't give up because you want those lifelong friends, but you also take some of the gems that we dropped, some of the peaklies that we dropped by looking for those folks who are non-judgmental, who are going to respect who you are, who are going to love you and your, you know, good days and, and even your bad days and who are going to go along for the ride with you when you're transitioning and to, you know, a better version of you. Also, yes. another recap is when you are recognizing that your faithful group members may be drifting a little bit, um, let's have that conversation, have those real conversations. And if you need to call your friend out, definitely don't be afraid to. I would definitely advise not doing it in a text message, give them a call, video uh, call them, but do it over the phone uh, in real time as possible. And then when you recognize that your friendship group starts to change, let's say through relocation, marriage, babies, all the good stuff that's happening in folks' lives in your 30s, don't forget that you do have to work harder to manage that relationship, to sustain it. And we don't want you losing any faithful friendships um, at all. If you have faithful members in your group, we want you to hold on to them as close as possible. Um, So we would advise working hard, but remember, not everyone is going to be in your life forever. Um, and seasons. So, seasons. <laughs> well, I would say that wraps up today's episode, episode two of Leo and Peak, please. That is episode two of Cleo and Peekly's. We are now available on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Please subscribe so you don't miss out when new episodes are available. You can also leave us a voice message when listening on the Anchor app. Join us every other week to hear what we're serving. Thank you for listening.